you all just have to be suffering at the same time and then you become best friends <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's how you make friends anywhere <laughs> i think so the secret the Perfect. secret to make friends as an adult is uh suffering <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am one of your hosts, Sophie, and today I have been genetically recombined with a bird that also has a superpower, but I can still talk because it's only 2%, and the bird with a superpower that I have been genetically recombined with today is a very loud tree penguin. How did it get up there? (laughs) Yeah, you know, (laughs) a tree penguin. Interesting Interesting place to find a penguin. (laughs) (laughs) What would make a a tree penguin, do you think? What would that look like? Yeah, uh, I mean, first you have to imagine trees in Antarctica. In Antarctica, yeah. Yeah. Are penguins in the jungles in like there New Zealand? Penguins, like yeah, South in Africa, Galapagos. Yeah, I Ecuador. saw them in Peru. There you go. Oh, wait, Peru has trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. The other places we mentioned has trees, but Peru does. Peru definitely does. I I've been thinking about the bedlam stacks for months, where there <laughs> are explicitly trees in Peru. Is where that connection came from. Oh, that's fair. I haven't finished that one yet, but. <laughs> So anyway, I think I just got lost. And that's that's why I'm really loud. That's why you're loud. Yeah. I think maybe I'm from the era of when naturalists were sailing around the world in like the 1800s or 1700s. Mm-hmm. And so like a penguin got stuck in a tree when like a bird picked it up and dropped it. Yeah. I say a bird like penguins aren't yeah. birds. Yeah. You know, a flying a, a bird. bird. <laughs> a flying bird picked up a penguin and dropped it in a tree and a naturalist like walked by and was like "Mm, yes a tree penguin (laughs) (laughs) yeah makes perfect sense and then people are like and now the name's stuck but (laughs) they aren't from there yeah it turns out it wasn't actually a penguin and it wasn't actually in a tree but you know it's one of those kinds of names it definitely was loud though it was so loud (laughs) they misidentified it as a penguin in a tree tree penguin imagine how loud that would be to make you do that weirdly it was like a ground eagle which was also weird. <laughs> sort of the opposite thing, actually. Yeah. Anyway, who and what are you guys? My name's Sam, and today I am 2% mixed with a water-bending wing tit. <laughs> yeah? The enunciation yeah. on tit. <laughs> was top tier. Perfect. <laughs> a wing tit. That's a wing tit. Unlike... Water-bending wing tit. Yeah. 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 That's great. Uh, no notes, honestly. Yeah, no, All of it's good. That sure is what that Fantastic. is. <laughs> I like that, like, in the UK and maybe Europe, we've been over this before. I don't know the answer still. If tit, if tits are just a, a bird only found in the UK or also in Europe. But I love that the, in this scenario someone was like no we do have to specify that it's the one with wings yeah <laughs> we're not just talking about um it's not you know, just any tit <laughs> yeah it's a winged tit it's a winged 
Wow, that's great. And also you waterbend, which is good for a bird that doesn't use the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's important. Yeah. Maybe it should trade with the tree penguin. The tree penguin does that need help. That sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be like, listen, I'll take the tree. You have the waterbending. Yeah. We'll all leave yeah. here happy. Yeah, this will be fine. <laughs> yeah. I have no place in that exchange because I am Hannah. And today I am 2% recombined with a traumatized cat oyster catcher. Why is your superpower <laughs> traumatized? Listen, I was, like, I was probably. Superpower. That's I, not. <laughs> I just wanted to feel represented. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think it's All a right. superpower that we have to live with our trauma. So, yeah. like, I mean, maybe. That feels. There. Hannah, are you sure you didn't hear that in like one of your workplace wellness sessions <laughs> no, where it was probably. like, actually, your trauma is a superpower? I like the idea of just kind of smushing the two words together and my superpower being traumatized cat. Oh, and yeah. And then I'm also an oyster catcher because I think catcher. that's funny. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I did also like the idea of a cat oyster catcher where you just have two little like ear tufts. Huh. Huh. Oh. We love or that. Or I catch cat oysters yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> you, uh, and that's where some you look over at the oysters and they're super <laughs> big cat oysters yeah well it's when you see an oyster and you bend down to touch it and it goes Murp, like a cat do they do that <laughs> you know how when you touch a cat it goes Murp? yeah like that you know, like, exactly like that it goes Murp. you know you know like cat birds you know like cat birds <laughs> cat birds <laughs> cat birds cat birds so yeah. you're like out on the west coast like wow look at this cool tide pool oh look at this this oyster <laughs> and you bend down to look at the oyster and it goes <laughs> okay i do also like the idea of you're down by a tide pool and you're like oh wow an oyster catcher and then it goes meow <laughs> <laughs> meow they're like ah uh, yes it's a cat oyster catcher now I yes understand. that's how that's how you know <laughs> yeah so Eventually, at some point in the recording, you'll hear Hannah go meow, and that's because she's <laughs> part cat oyster catcher. Yeah, that, that's how you know by the call. Yeah, yep. It was so important. Okay, great. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, <laughs> the reason, of course, that we have been genetically recombined with birds is so that we could be just like all of our heroes. <laughs> <laughs> the bird kids in Maximum Ride. The Angel Experiment, which is the book that we are reading. Um, and as always, we have read four chapters of this incredible book. So how about you guys tell us what happened in them? It sure was incredible. <laughs> Our <laughs> flock continues their search for the Institute and arrive at 433 East 31st Street. And to no one's surprise, there is no Institute for Higher Living on the board of businesses within this building. The kids go up to the receptionist to see if maybe she can help them, but she doesn't know much until the kids start asking questions about a basement, where they then have to make a quick exit and run away as fast as they can. They run about six blocks into Chapter 102, catch their breath, and then Gasman has a bit of a breakdown, which, given that these kids have been through, I'm not shocked. Mm -hmm. Max then asks what he would uh, like to make him feel better. And all he wants is to sit down, eat, and rest. Which, same kid, same. Right? Yeah. Dang. Well, in chapters 103 and 104, 
The kids try to go to a restaurant and order a bunch of food, but the staff gets suspicious, everyone is snarky, and the bird kids get kicked out. The end. Yeah. (laughs) You had it so much easier. You forgot the part where the cops were called. Oh yeah, the cops show up for some reason. Also, for some reason, the cops show up in the institute building for some reason. Guys, I... (laughs) I'm so bored. Like... Yeah, it really is like this book really emphasizes how much you're not supposed to read books like this. But I think for the last like 30 chapters and probably the next 20, like we were not supposed to read them like we were supposed to skim them at most. Yeah, because nothing is happening. Like nothing, nothing nothing is happening. Like I'm I don't I don't know what is the purpose of these chapters. (laughs) literally nothing me neither like besides them i don't like yeah what is the point they go to this building they run away they go get food like these kids have had a hard enough time why are we just continuing to read all of these random terrible things that keep happening to them like let them order a shit ton of food at a restaurant like there's no plot there's no plot because I feel like we're, I don't remember what happens when they get to the, wherever they're going. I think they get to the Institute at some point. But like, I'm pretty sure when they're at the Institute, that is like the darkest hour, you know, like that's when the, everything comes crashing down and everything goes wrong. And then they have their successful win at the end. But I'm like, I think before the downfall, you're supposed to have like success also there, you know? Yeah. Like this part, I feel like, in the way you tell a story, they're supposed to be having, like, a good time in New York City. Yeah. Like, it's like, wow, nobody thinks we're a freak here. They should be able to, like, order whatever they want because people in New York don't care. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah, like, all of the adults are extra suspicious for, like, not a particularly good reason. Like, I I can understand... In the second chapter, set of chapters, when they're at the restaurant, the manager coming up and being like, hey, you ordered way more food than we think you can pay for. But I don't really know why they're getting kicked out for that. <laughs> yeah, like, I Especially because it's a tourist restaurant. Yeah, part, like, part of me is like, I think what makes the most sense is that they're getting chased out of everywhere because they probably look like homeless children. Yeah, Or probably. like children yeah. who are up to shenanigans. To be fair, both of those things are true. And they are true. But like, I would appreciate it more if Max like had that realization. Yeah. To actually bring like recognition to that like, hey, it's like really shitty to be a child on the streets of New York. Like, you know, that could be a very good thing to shed some light on. Yeah. And then I would sort of be reading this like, wow, like it didn't need to last this long, quite honestly. But <laughs> I would no. still be oh like, like, you know, one montage of being like, we got kicked out of like three more restaurants before we could find any food. You know, like, yeah, it doesn't have to be this over and over again. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird that they have enough social and like societal understanding to like make pop culture references and to like know what a restaurant looks like on the inside and stuff like that but they don't have enough understanding to know how to act yeah and it's like yeah like if you let a six-year-old read the waiter's mind and then order a prime rib people are gonna think that's weird right you should know that 
because you know all of these other random things. Yeah. Isn't this the second time they've gotten like weird looks at restaurants? Why don't they like go to a restaurant, order a normal amount of food and then go to another restaurant? You know? Yeah. 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 There's no reason they couldn't do that. Yeah. Also, I feel like there are just so many books where like like you said with this level of understanding of the world where they're like okay first thing we went to go get clothes like the last yeah. thing we needed was to you know look like yeah noticeable max wants to blend in right like she yeah. doesn't want to be conspicuous but they haven't figured out that they need to dress and act like non-freaks <laughs> yeah i'm also like if you just have like a credit card or a bank card with like infinite money on it like People will give you, like, they will let a child book a hotel room for, like, a lot of money, probably, <laughs> you yeah. know? like Or, like, at this restaurant where they're concerned that the kids aren't going to be able to pay, just, like, okay, bring the... offer to prepay yeah. the bill. Be like, oh, look, we paid for it. Like, it's so frustrating. And it's so gratuitous and so unnecessary. And it's not adding anything because everything that we have seen of, like, the hardships in these chapters, we saw a few episodes ago and also a few episodes before that like this is just recycling the same concepts something just like tickled in my brain isn't there something about how there's something like max has to be the savior of humanity and max being like all we've seen are like shitty humans you know like maybe this is sort of building to that oh that max isn't gonna want to save the world because all of these people suck yeah because isn't then there's something like I don't know if this is like for some reason it's like twinging in my brain that that's something mm. and I'm like and and then it's like Ella and her mom that Max is like wait but there are good people and yeah then it's like just kidding <laughs> yeah but also to be fair a receptionist being suspicious that six mangy children are walking yeah. into an office building and asking about the businesses like that doesn't make her a bad person that makes her good at her job actually. <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe Max is being, like, exaggerating. <laughs> yeah. And you know? Max is certainly traumatized and reactive, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't give us much to talk about because all of this has happened already. Also, in what universe does a security guard, like, actually chase children to the door and then start banging on it to get out? <laughs> like, yeah, that's not, that's cartoony. I was like, I think they just have to get them out of the building. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like, you see it in TV shows and stuff all the time. So, yeah, like, and it's cartoony there, surprising. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. True. But that's what it is, right? It's just, like, exaggerated for media. And, like, plus, mm-hmm. Max isn't a reliable narrator here. Like you guys said, she's obviously over-exaggerating things. So, who really knows what Yeah. Yeah. Stress does wild things to the brain. Makes you sure does. Uh, like <laughs> imagine things that aren't there. It's it's just not great. Yeah. Yeah. Like all the erasers constantly everywhere. I'm not convinced there are any erasers in these chapters at all, but Max is convinced there are erasers. Oh yeah. She had me convinced, but <laughs> Yeah. I mean I'm sort of convinced that the eventual cops that show up are going to be at least half erasers. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because that seems to be a trend where... <laughs> yeah, the cops are erasers. Or, like, wasn't there one scene where, like, some like some of them were erasers? Or they were with the cops or something? Anyway. Well, there was a scene with some actual cops that chased the kids away because it was unlawful to climb trees in Central Park. Oh, I'm thinking of when people who said they were cops came into the vet clinic. 
but oh, they yes. were just but a they racer. were just erasers. Okay, now uh, that's where I was confused. There's been <laughs> there's a lot. I, again, weird that we've had the same thing happen at least three separate times. So many times. It would be cool if there was another plot point that happened in this book ever. Yeah, I did have something to talk about. Okay. It's not biology, but it is fun. Okay. <laughs> to me. <laughs> so I think it was like a bunch of chapters ago that we talked about this, but right. So Max and the gang, they end up from Central Park and then they go to the library. No, wait, they go to the toy store and then the library. I forget. Yes, it doesn't matter. I they go so. to the library and then from the library, they go to 31st Street, which is where they are now. And then they're yeah. on 31st Street and then they go back to Central Park. So why did we even have these chapters? Yeah. But at the time, I was like, well, there's like so many libraries in New York. We can't possibly know which library they're in. <laughs> but I figured out which library they were in. Okay. <laughs> nice. Because, well, also, they would have walked right by the Empire State Building to get to 31st Street. Oh, and they just didn't notice. And they just didn't, didn't comment on it. it. Did not comment. Which fine but like right past <laughs> so two blocks away from the empire state building is the morgan library morgan library and museum which has lions in front of it oh there yeah. is there's another library that they would have walked past but it does not have lions in front of it so i think the library they went to was supposed to be the morgan library which was the personal library of jp morgan <laughs> Who is a bank man? He, the bank man, which okay. is now just J.P. Morgan and Co. Oh, the investment and banking thing. Anyway, that part doesn't matter. What does matter is that J.P. Morgan had this personal library that was the library is wild. It is designed to look like like an Italian piazza, okay, or palazzo. Both words are used in different places. Anyway, but it has like it's. Most well known for having like an incredible collection of illuminated manuscripts Ooh. and rare books. That's that was the beginning at the beginning. And now it's sort of like expanded beyond that. So it's got like fresco frescoes. Are those on the ceiling? Um, no, I thought frescoes were on walls. OK, it's got but those I could two. be wrong. Oh, it's got the ceiling, not frescoes. And then also wall stuff. It's like really gorgeous. Like it's Dang. incredible. Because it was this guy's private library that he made gorgeous. And then, I want one. Yeah. And then his son, like real MVP, donated it to become a public library. Damn. Which is like pretty, pretty cool. That's like super chill for a rich guy. That's like super chill for a rich guy. Like his son is like owned, ran the same business. Like he was also a banker. And he donated Damn. this library, like, and then they donated their houses, which, like, had more what parts the of the library in it, so that all of their houses now, like, are part of the library. The Pretty hell? cool. Yeah. Man, this guy's just donating houses willy-nilly. I can't yeah. even get one house. That's the how hell? you tell. He's rich. <laughs> what is also fun is that the first director of the library, who was also the private librarian of J.P. Morgan, is a woman named Belle DaCosta Green, who was a black woman in oh and she was like a librarian in 1879 to 1950 damn she ran the library and like was in charge of like she's basically the person who collected all these rare books and illuminated manuscripts and sort of started the library on this like very well-known collection 
Cool. Yeah. And she has a book, I think, loosely based on her, which is The Personal Librarian. Okay. Have you guys seen that one around? I think I've heard. Yeah, I have. I think if you saw the cover, you might recognize it. Let me just Goodreads that real quick. Yeah. It's like one of those books that shows up at Costco. Yes. Right? (laughs) It's like that genre of book. Sure. Yeah. I still don't (laughs) recognize it, but I believe you. Okay, I've, I think I must have just seen it at Costco a lot. Mm, yeah, I don't go there. I say that to mean Costco usually gets like the popular yeah, literary fiction books that are like... Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It Like, like Lessons in Chemistry was one of them. I was going to say, yeah, it has readers also enjoyed Lessons in Chemistry, Remarkably Bright Creatures. <laughs> yeah, like those kinds of books. Like those are the yeah, kind of books Costco Honey. usually has. Because okay, they're likely to sell. Mm-hmm. So Costco will stock them in in bulk, but yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Anyways, <laughs> the the summary of her on Wikipedia is kind of wild because like after her mom and her dad like separated, she her sisters and her mom were like white passing more or less. Oh yeah, they like changed their names. They like lied about their ages and where they were from. Like there's so much like misinformation that she herself like gave about her life and her family that it's just sort of it seems like it has been a lot of putting together of her actual history to learn more about her but she jp morgan left her one and a half million dollars in his will in 2023 dollars it was fifty thousand dollars at the time nice oh wow yeah my favorite part of this wikipedia page is it was like after this part where he left her money it was like asked if she was morgan's mistress green is said to have replied we tried (laughs) (laughs) what does that mean what does that mean (laughs) so anyway that's just a fun fact about this very beautiful library that max mentioned nothing about yeah, the, the inside of. So I'm wondering, there's like an annex that was built to this library, which I don't think is like as architecturally interesting. So I'm wondering if they just like went straight through to the annex in this yeah, scenario. Probably. <laughs> I feel like the things that Max decides to mention and the things that she doesn't mention, a little weird. Yeah, I looked up this library and the first picture of it was like some of the indoor like art and stuff. And so I was like, is this like a church? Library? Oh, dang. I don't want to talk about churches again. So <laughs> this worked out well. Huh. Anyway, that's I didn't really have anything else to add, but I just wanted to talk about that cool library. That is cool. I love libraries. They're pretty dope. I want to be rich enough one day to have a personal library that I can make a public library. Hell yeah. I'll come visit. Great. Because I am still waiting to uh, acquire a house. You have to get a library card if you want to visit me. <laughs> That's okay. Library okay, cards great. are free. They're like, okay, wait, in this scenario, I have donated my house to be a public library, but also I still live in it. So so you just want people coming into your house and touching That's your books? That's the requirement. You can't go to the top floor. That's Sophie's house. Huh. All right. I don't want people to come into my house and touch my books personally. That's fine. But you do you. Yeah. The thing I looked up was where 433 East 31st Street is. Oh, that was smart. You'd think so. Um, it doesn't <laughs> seem to exist. Oh, I was going to say 31st Street doesn't, I don't think is that long. <laughs> no, it goes to 299 in Manhattan. And there's also an East 31st Street in Brooklyn, but that only goes to 422. 
And in both cases, it's like mostly residential and then some like commercial stuff. So that's fine. I mean, maybe there used to be one, but it got torn down. (laughs) Yeah, I was just looking on Google Street View and then I looked on the Maximum Ride wiki. (laughs) And it was like, does not exist. (laughs) Well, it was like, it does exist. There's a Staples there. And I'm like, I can't find the Staples. (laughs) So amazing. Damn, the Staples got torn down. (laughs) Wait, yeah. Although now I'm imagining that the Institute is just fronting as a Staples. And that's (laughs) funny. They're like, nobody comes. Oh, that would be good. Nobody goes to Staples. (laughs) Yeah. Although in 2005, I bet Staples was popping. Popping off. Honestly, we've got a second cup here and a GameStop. I bet both of those are fronting the Institute. We have those too. Yeah. <laughs> the GameStop is in the mall next to the tea kettle, which used to be a David's Tea, but then David's Tea pulled all of their stores. So now wow. we have the tea kettle, which is the, the exact kettle. same thing, but it nobody goes because it's not David's Tea. Wow. I would go. I know you would. I know you would. Every time I walk into the second cup, they're like, what? <laughs> You want Why are something? You here? Yeah. Who Their are ice you? machine has been broken for four months. <laughs> there's no like, I'm assuming there's no main building anymore to like put in an order for a new machine. Like, yeah. like this is just the only second cup left in the world. <laughs> yeah. No, there's also one here. It's next to the Toys R Us. Oh, I yeah. Sure. I assume is also the only one that's left. There's a Toys R Us here too. Wow. Dang. Wow, East Coast, we're really living in the past. <laughs> yeah, East Coast, full of re- relics. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing moves fast here, including going out of business. Yeah, lots to talk about in these chapters. You yeah, really. So much. The stupid voice. Yeah. I guess not even the voice, but Max's like techno hallucination. Yeah. When they're in the lobby of this fancy building that doesn't exist in real life. It hijacks the receptionist's laptop because for some reason the receptionist has a laptop and not a desktop. Yeah. And it tells Max that there's a pot of gold beneath every rainbow, which is remarkably unhelpful. Yeah. (sighs) It's such a piece of shit, this voice. It's so fucking obnoxious. (laughs) I'm so mad at this voice. Kind of like these chapters. Yeah. 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 The voice could just tell us what's going on and so could... I forgot his name. (laughs) James Patterson. James Patterson. Of one of them. The problem <laughs> is the other one. It always confuses me. It's just so like as much as we're complaining about these chapters, right? We're like, man, everything's going wrong all the time. Everything's bad. Nothing is good even once. It's uh-huh. just bad, 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 bad. And the voice just keeps being like, nah, here's this shitty little sentence. It's like, absolutely fuck off. <laughs> it's like, shut the fuck up. I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> I have a serious question, which is should we start reading six chapters at a time? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh my god. That might be a good maybe. Idea. <laughs> just speed it up a little bit. Let's like, just get it nothing. over with. Oh yeah. At least until we get out of New York, I guess. I did want to say for the there's a pot of gold beneath every rainbow. Yeah. Max is like, wow. Okay, did leprechauns work here? Was Judy <laughs> yeah. Gar- was Judy Judy Garland gonna burst into song? And I'm like, Judy Garland specifically was over the rainbow. It's she was different. <laughs> yeah, it's different. It's different. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Speaking of that, I saw Wicked recently. This is completely not related to anything in this chapter. Mm-hmm. And there are all these banners. It was my first time seeing it. Um, there were all these banners that were like celebrating 20 years on Broadway. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like, congratulations for having the show run for so long. And it was a good show. But there were several points where I was like, this is certainly 20 years old. Like, yeah. oh, my. 
Yeah. There's some like weird ableism and bullying of children by adults. Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh. Yeah. I mean, I think it was written, the book it's based on was That's written even older, yeah. earlier than that. And also that book was based on The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, Wicked was pretty good, but yeah. boy oh boy. <laughs> there there were some bits. <laughs> yep. Questionable. Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah. It's a good time. Great chapters. Good stuff. Are you gonna like regale us with the history of leprechauns or something? No, that was all I had to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That was it. Thank you. Thank you for your assumptions, but no. I was like, Sophie might do something with this. I <laughs> cannot muster up enough interest. No, I this. stay one million miles away from talking about what might just be weird representations of little people. I don't mm -hmm. want to talk about that. That's fair. fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Why do people got to be like that? Why do they got to? The people making weird representations is what I meant. Mm -hmm. Well, Gasman is sad because he's hungry and his feet hurt, which is the most relatable thing that's happened yeah. in this book. He just like has a tantrum because he's hungry and like <laughs> same, my dude, same so much. I, it's so demoralizing when like you read this about like what he's eight. Yeah, yes. like you read like wow, yeah, an eight-year-old who's hungry. And his feet hurt. And so he has like a breakdown. And like three weeks ago, as a 32 year old, I was like cranky and losing my patience <laughs> with somebody. And then I had food and was like, oh, I feel yep. better now. <laughs> yep. And it's like, oh, like literally, we're all just eight year olds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Truly, that Snickers commercial has always been correct. Yeah. Snickers? I was like hangry Pick at that? the airport <laughs> yeah. a couple weeks ago. And then I ate a breakfast sandwich from Tim Hortons, and it was like, wow, I feel, I feel a lot much better. better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't feel like crying in public in the airport anymore because I ate. Yeah, it turns a, out a round egg on an English muffin. It just fixed things briefly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine our like hunter gatherer ancestors. They're just like. Oh my God. They would look at us and be like, what the hell? <laughs> Do you think they got hangry? Or is I bet they like, did hangry. a recent evolutionary They're like thing? sitting on the savanna with their spears, just like sobbing angrily. <laughs> yeah. And then one of the other ones is like, I brought you this half digested gazelle carcass. And they're like, thanks. And then they're, they're like, I'm fine now. We can yeah. go home. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you are just like so overwhelmed for like no good reason that you're just carrying on whatever you have to do whilst crying mm -hmm. i'm imagining the like early humans who were persistent hunters and would just follow something around for a while until it died i'm imagining them all just like angrily like sniffling as they follow around this fucking antelope for the third <laughs> day in a goddamn row <laughs> this thing won't die oh already <laughs> <laughs> that would have been me just like absolutely seething like crying for no reason just because i'm so mad following uh. around a bag of all dressed chips that i can't reach <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm not meant for us you would have been naturally selected against absolutely think? man i had glasses and anxiety like i would not have survived well I guess I would have survived, like, scorpions and stuff. <laughs> Just specifically scorpions. 
Why scorpions? Because th- they have to get up close before they can hurt you oh. so you can see them. <laughs> I thought you meant because oh. of the anxiety. Yeah, yeah that's like, also I'd be really I anxious, so I'd be looking for threats, but because I was nearsighted, I wouldn't be able to see, like, a lion, but I would see a scorpion. Right. Oh, I see, I see. You know how at the beginning of the Percy Jackson books, Rick yeah. Riordan is like, actually, ADHD and dyslexia means you're a demigod. You're, like, <laughs> you need some centaur to come over to you and be like actually yeah near nearsightedness and anxiety is because you're a scorpion killer that's fine <laughs> scorpions give me the heebie-jeebies so yeah there's there another go. point in favor <laughs> they're like you're immune to scorpions wow there you go amazing <laughs> this is traumatized being a superpower again <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is see i told you i knew it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you you got it. I got it. Okay, yeah. anyway, they go to a restaurant in Central Park called Garden Tavern, and I was like, what's up with that? And there actually is, like, a very well-known historic restaurant in Central <gasps> Park called Tavern on the Green. So oh my I god! That's what this is oh, based that's on. Fun. I want to go to a themed tavern. I don't think... In real life, like maybe in 2005, it was themed like this restaurant is because this restaurant has a prism room, a garden room, and a castle room that are all like gaudily themed to adhere to those yeah. names. The current version of the restaurant does not seem to have anything like that. It seems Ew. like it thinks it's very fancy, but also it has only been owned by its current owners since 2014. <sighs> So maybe in 2005, it was themed. It did briefly go out of business in 2009. So maybe <laughs> I'd feel like having uh, tacky themed rooms and then going out of business a few years later is like maybe related. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like those things connect well. So right. it's possible that this is an accurate 2005 representation of Tavern on the Green. But we'll man, never know. I love ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. I, I said man. But ma- man, I. Ma'am. <laughs> I love things that are like campy and themed. And Me too. I just think it's so sad that things aren't more themed. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fun. Yeah. I think it does make me a little embarrassed. I'm not going to lie. Like if I went to this restaurant that the kids are in and I got to the uh, the prism room, which was dripping with crystals, chandeliers, candelabras, faceted windows, I would probably love it, but also be like embarrassed enough that I couldn't fully enjoy it. <laughs> Oh, see, I would only be embarrassed if, like, I went to the castle room and the people were like, yee, hear ye. <laughs> so, like, if you went to medieval times. Yeah, if I went to medieval that's, times, I, I would say, that's medieval die. times. <laughs> I want to go to medieval times. Well, medieval times is, like, I I think I could have, well, no, if someone interacted with me, I'd die. But that that's true of anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not exclusive to medieval when, times. When I was at, I went to Epcot. Last ye- nope. Last, last year ye- when this comes out, <laughs> last ye, and we were trying to figure out where to eat dinner, and the place that had like the most available seating and sh- surprisingly the cheapest dinner was the castle with the princess dinners. Oh, so okay. all of the like actors who play the princesses walking around Disney, like, are there for dinner and like mingle with oh, the six year olds, no. I guess. No, and thank so you. I was like, at first I was like, oh my God, hell yeah, I want to go. And then I was like, oh, they mingle? No. I Absolutely would see them not. ignoring me just like on 
in on the other end of the room. Yeah, if they were like performing over there. Yeah. If I could just observe them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be part of it. Yeah. That was like I got a question or submitted a question to my brother, my brother and me a few years ago that they answered on the podcast, which I was delighted about. But it was because I entered a contest for Formula One that was like you can win a team cap and i was like oh my god i really want a team cap and they're like or a grand prize you get a video call with the driver and i was like i will do anything to not <laughs> win that prize yeah but i really want a free hat so i was like what <laughs> what, what happens do i do if I enter this contest and i win the grand prize that everybody except me wants and i would absolutely die if i had to interact on zoom with a race car driver who's like a uber wealthy 23 year old man yeah <laughs> like, the fuck are we gonna talk about nothing <laughs> <laughs> you're like so cars so cars right i'm scared of driving can you give me any tips <laughs> <laughs> no it's exactly the correct scenario yeah <laughs> yeah the answer i got from the advice podcast was just get on the call and say hey can you just send me a hat instead and that they would <laughs> probably prefer that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a good answer it is a good answer. Feel like they would appreciate that. Yeah. So maybe that's the answer for if I end up at this restaurant that Max went to. Just be like, can you please just bring me an appetizer and go away? <laughs> can you please talk to me normally, but talk like that to everyone else so I can just watch? <laughs> yeah. Can you actually go talk to that child instead? Yeah. Or can you just I'm like tell me about like how you got into this line of work? <laughs> <laughs> just don't talk to me. Get out of here. Bye. It's like, don't talk to me in character. I'm just like curious about how you got here. No, I don't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Anyway, this book. <laughs> I have nothing to say. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty yeah. good on what we've done <laughs> here. I feel like it's okay to just admit defeat and have a shorter yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes sometimes maximum ride just beats you down. <laughs> Sometimes it's just not possible. Yeah, I'm like, you can sometimes you can pull shit from nothing or gold from nothing, but sometimes it's just shit from nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the one other thing, actually. Is it? Oh. I think it's what I was also about to say. Okay, you say it. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, I do just want it noted that Jason thinks his boss is a himbo. (laughs) Jason is the waiter that Angel keeps reading the mind of. And we yeah. don't really have to say anything else that was said in these sentences, but <laughs> Angel does yeah, no. repeat that Jason thinks his boss looks like a himbo to his boss, <laughs> which I sort of thought was a compliment. <laughs> I forgot that himbo existed prior to like 2020, to be honest. Yeah. Me too. So I was like, whoa, what? I thought it was more recent slang. I didn't realize it was, I wasn't saying that in high school or middle school. I don't yeah. think. I do think that when bimbo was a thing, himbo also was a thing, but both were not like complimentary. Mm, Right. These days, himbo is pretty complimentary, I think. Yeah. It's like, Like it's it's still a a little thing, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's still a little insulting, I guess. But (laughs) But I feel like it's like calling your friend a nerd, right? Or it's like, yeah. It's like, it's affectionate, you know? Yeah. I feel like people self identify as himbo these days. Yeah. Which is great. <laughs> but that's funny. And also, I don't think the manager is a himbo because he's being an asshole. <laughs> he doesn't seem very much like what I would consider a himbo. I guess that's because the recent definition of himbo includes nice. Mm. 
And I don't know that it has always included, like, being very kind. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or is it a case of James Patterson just, like, not understanding the lingo? Not getting slang. You know how boomers? You know boomers? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Is he a boomer if he was born in the 40s? He hundred... He'd have to be. Oh. Is he before boomer? Yeah, what's pre-boomer? Isn't that that the the silent silent generation? generation? The greatest generation? I think they're, like... Aren't they? Are they the great ones? Like that doesn't seem left. right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, people still have grandparents who are alive. That's fair. I don't. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Some people surely. Okay, I did look it up. <laughs> James Patterson is one year into being when boomers were born. Okay, so, so yeah. Regardless, he's he an old dude. I yeah. would simply expire if I met a man who was ninety and he called somebody a himbo. But that's honestly my ageism showing, I think, more than anything else. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, James Patterson is 76, and I think I also would be weirded out if he said himbo to me. (laughs) Again, I would not want to talk to James Patterson. I would be like, listen, can you just give me a book as my prize and go on? We can all go (laughs) away from here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. I do want to ask him if he knows what 69 means. Um, Anyway, but... (laughs) That was a concern in our last episode. has been around for a while. I think that's a pretty long lasting one. Yeah. Let me just look at the Wikipedia page for 69 real quick. <laughs> yeah, that'll be on there, I think. Uh-huh. Maybe we can find out when it became 69, disambiguation, sex position. Uh- <laughs> All right, anyway, I'm going to read the what's going to happen next, and you guys have to guess. Okay. Before it has become an internet meme. Wow, you don't say... It doesn't say when that happened, though. Although uh, it is in the Kama Sutra, probably under a different name. Probably. I will just say there are records of men sending letters to their wives that indicate it's been around for a long time. Great. Oh, yeah. Oh, the term has not been traced any earlier than the Horse Catechism published in the 1790s in France. Wow. Oh, well, before the that. Horse Catechism. But they were, they were still doing it before. It's <laughs> yes. just... The, the term. Na- like, Just the name. Yeah. But the 1790s? Oh my Sorry. god. I'm gonna be spending the rest of the day <laughs> looking up the Whore's Catechism. What yeah. the hell? What the hell? What yeah, the that hell? Was good. Anyway. There is a, a diagram. No, okay, we're not <laughs> describing a diagram. I am going to read the first sentence from the next four chapters and yeah. you guys have to guess what's gonna happen. Great. Yes, please do. Chapter 105. Oh my god. Remember how the kitchen was going to provide a useful escape route? No. When did that happen? Yeah, I I do. Yeah. Was that like, was that the McDonald's? No, she was happy that they were like sat at the back of the restaurant by the kitchen because they were obviously put there because they looked like homeless children. But she was like, oh, it's fine. It's giving us a good escape, escape route through the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I skipped that line clearly. <laughs> clearly. That's fair. I don't know why you read I'm glad you read it, Sam. <laughs> but yeah, I, I take it that they're going to escape from the cops through the kitchen. And honestly, the whole chapter is probably just going to be them going through the kitchen. Well, it does say, out. I feel like the implication of this sentence with a question mark at the end is, yeah. remember how the kitchen was going to provide a useful escape route? I yeah. F- Oh, maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. <laughs> oh, yeah. the opposite. Oh, oh that's see, sort of I'm, what I think. I agree Sophie spoiled with Sam, it. I think. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's oh. fine. But with the way that like Max is, it, she's like bringing back what she said. She's like, "Yeah, see, I'm so smart. Look, <laughs> it's escape route." <laughs> but I mean, mm-hmm. it could, it really could be either thing. It could be either. Wow, two possibilities. Wow. Yeah. Imagine. Wow. Who even knows? Okay, chapter 106. To the trees, I told Fang, and he nodded, making a big circle to head north. A big circle. Oh. Are they flying? They got into the air. Yeah, they're flying. So they escaped through the kitchen and then started flying. Wow. That's pretty conspicuous of them. That is. Yeah. It's probably broad daylight, too. Someone probably saw them. <laughs> a damn. To the trees! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the trees! To the trees! Yeah. Yeah, yeah they've been seen. For sure. Wow. I guess maybe there were erasers. Although I don't know why Angel couldn't have just killed these ones too with her brain. Yeah, honestly. I assumed it was just the cops chasing them this time though, right? I don't think erasers are in it yet as the person who always was guessing erasers. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised at you, Sam. <laughs> it's been so long since just, there have been erasers. So, I'm just so bored, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, well, maybe you won't be bored with chapter 107. Okay. <laughs> with this extremely useful sentence. Up in the tree, Angel was clutching Celeste tightly, murmuring oh. softly to her. So, no, the nice cop who picked up Celeste when the kids ran away put Celeste in the tree, thinking that maybe Angel would come back for her. That's what I think. Oh, that's, that's sweet. sweet. The one nice adult that they've encountered in New York City, a cop. Yeah. Who it's took a true. bear from a child. Oh. Yeah. Who scared yeah. them so badly that they ran away and Angel left behind her beloved beloved bear and then blew up someone. <laughs> Look. Yeah. Maybe. Anything's possible. Chapter yeah. 108. <laughs> when I blinked awake the next morning, I was oh. greeted by newspapers and breakfast in bed. Oh. In bed? Uh-huh. But like in a tree. In bed as in Did the Fang tree? go out for sustenance? Yeah. <laughs> That would be pretty funny. Oh my god, what if... No, wait, 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 wait. The last chapter, they were in the trees. What if this chapter... Maybe that chapter, they spend time and actually go to a real hotel. And maybe they're in an actual hotel. That would be wild. But they do have a credit card card. now. Surely there's like some motel that doesn't care that they're unaccompanied minors. Yeah. They can even lock the door in a motel. I'm going to say I think they went to a hotel. I don't, but I think it would be nice if that's what happened. (laughs) That's okay. Yeah, I need some spice in my life. I need some change oh up in God. this story. So I'm going to say that. Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> what are we even going to talk about? Is anybody I, listening? I need to just preface Hello? that that meant spice <laughs> is an excitement. Yeah, not the other kind. Not the other yep. one. Because that not the would other be one. <laughs> fucking wild. Is anybody still listening to this podcast? <laughs> are we even still listening? Unclear. Let's I'm talk not. about some other stuff we read that we liked. Or not, I guess, but... <laughs> We can just talk about some other stuff we liked. I am still reading KJ Charles. Oh my god. Surely you're almost to the end of their bibliography. I say still because I read a bunch more KJ Charles since the last episode. Still having a good time, but then I think I am done KJ Charles now. I think I finished. Like you read all of them? I think there's like two I haven't read, but I saw like one bad review for each of them. And so of course that means I can't read them anymore. Was one of them the, uh, oh, what's the one? I've read one of their books and I didn't like it at all. I bet one of them was that one. Probably not, because I'm down to, like, their self-published, very, 
less on, read finding books. It. It's really okay. important that Tell I ask me what you. <laughs> if you say you don't like it and it's literally anything other than these two books, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> I think it might have been like an Audible exclusive, though. A Thief in the Night. Oh, that was one. I was. <laughs> that is one of them. That is one of the ones you skipped? Yeah, because it was yeah. bad. <laughs> okay, then I'm definitely not going to read it. Um. Anyway, but every other KJ Charles <laughs> book is really good, okay? Uh-huh. I just want to stress, <laughs> I got like... I think Slippery Creatures by KJ Charles. It's Ew. like a, a murder mystery, like Is it about a hagfish? What the Enemies hell? to Lovers in like the golden age of like Hollywood. And I don't know. It's really it's like Art Deco era party. Oh my god, it's so fun. Anyway, <laughs> but those that's not that's not one I read recently. But I'm also reading because it's December. I'm reading other historical romances. So I'm currently reading uh, A Gentleman's Gambit by Evie Dunmore, which is I got the day it came out somehow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how because there are now like 400 people behind me in line. <laughs> but anyway, I got it and I'm reading it and it's a good time. Dang, it must be if 400 people are waiting for it. Nice. Yeah, I like it more than the third one. This is the fourth book. I really like the first one and the second one. The third one was fine. And then this one's pretty good also. Nice. I think the main character is an autistic woman, but I have yet to confirm. But yeah, that's what I'm reading. What about you guys? Well, I am reading Kingdom of the Feared by Carrie Maniscalco, which is like the third book in the Kingdom of the Wicked (laughs) series. And... The fact that this book was ever marketed as YA (laughs) or this series is absolutely batshit wild, but I will not complain because the books were $25.99 instead of $40, so it's not YA. (laughs) I'm just, oh my god, anyways. That's fine. And then uh, I'm reading an actual YA book, which is A Study in Drowning by Ava Reed. If you've been listening to us for a while, you will know we didn't really like Ava Reed's first book, but this one's not half bad. It's it's a lot better pacing-wise. Uh, the characterization's a lot better. It's 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 enjoyable. So, Ava Reed, you've, you've won your second <laughs> chance, and I will always give authors two chances, and... You've redeemed Dang. yourself a little bit. Wow. So, yeah. And then I am just listening, re-listening, rereading The Well of Ascension by Brandon Sanderson because I want to start his The Alloy of Law series, which is Mistborn Part 2. So I need to just remember what happened in Mistborn <laughs> 2. One. There we go. I can speak. I know what I'm <laughs> talking about. <laughs> yeah. So... That's that's what's on the go over here. <laughs> well, I have three books on the go at the moment. I'm listening to Season of Love by Helena Greer, which is a holiday rom-com. And someday I will find a holiday rom-com that I love, but not quite yet. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I do love, however, Paladin's Faith, which is The Saint of Steel number four. And wow. once I finish, I'm about halfway through that one. Once I finish it, I will be... Completely caught up on the World of the White Rat series, which is hilarious considering I started it two months ago. Which is also so sad. I've been there. It is sad. I have one complaint about this book, but I can't tell you because you haven't read it yet. You cannot tell me. Uh Not a single spoiler. Oh my god. It's fine. Uh, And then I'm also reading The Lost Future of Pepper Harrow, which is the 
sequel to The Watchmaker of Filigree Street by Natasha Pulley. And then because it's been a while since we recorded and I read several things, I wanted to shout out Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeyman, which I went into not having any idea what it was about. And it was very surprising, but very good. So that's a, a really interesting one. That is so interesting because I... That's on my DNF list. Yeah. Oh, I, I really didn't like it. I can totally understand why someone wouldn't like it. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I really liked it, though. It was very Frederick Bachman-esque to me. I felt like it had all the parts that I didn't like of an Alexis Hall characterization. Oh, yeah, that's fair. I felt like it was just the character was just like... I was there I was too in their head and I did not like their head. <laughs> yeah, no, she's deeply traumatized and deeply repressing it. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. Yeah. I really liked it. I'm glad you liked it. Yep. I saw you rate it five stars on Goodreads and I was like, huh. Interesting. Yeah, I wasn't going to, but then I was like, <laughs> you know what? I actually think that this one is gonna stick in my brain for a long time. I think it might deserve the extra star. There you go. Yep. Oh, yes. I see on Goodreads. It's on uh, Sophie's other shelves. <laughs> yeah. Other. <laughs> feel like a lot of people hate it. Uh, and that's totally understandable. Well, my like problem it. was that it's on the romance novel. Oh, is it? List. Yeah. Yeah. I do not agree with that in the I've slightest. It it Me neither, right? Book. Yeah. 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 Marketing. Yeah. It's wrong. not at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. So... I think it's been shuffled around, so it's like, no, this is contemporary fiction. But, like, yeah. romance is on here, and I'm like, I don't think... No. I think romance has come to mean more than just, like, is yeah. there a romantic plot line in it, you know? Yeah, I disagree with that characterization, for sure. Yeah. I feel like romance is everything works out <laughs> and is fine. Yeah. You know what else might be questionable being shelved <laughs> as a romance? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. yeah. Our January Midlight Book Club book, which is Shark Heart by Emily Habeck. Habeck? Habeck. It's called Shark Heart colon a love story. I don't know. <laughs> Seems a little yeah. wild. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is a literary fiction, and I don't know how I do with literary fictions, mm -hmm. but I love literary I really fiction. want to like it based on the premise. Listen, the first Several lines of the synopsis are a few weeks after their wedding, Lewis receives a rare diagnosis. He will retain most of his consciousness, memories, and intellect, but his physical body will gradually turn into a great white shark. What the hell is that? Yeah. That's nonsense. I am excited. <laughs> yeah. This is such a strange book to me because it's like, it seems like something that should be in like yeah. fantasy almost because it's just so out there but it's like the way the cover and marketing and everything is being done for it is like it's a normal lit fic book and i'm just like this is the strangest premise i think i've ever heard of in a book i don't know what to yeah. do yeah. so we'll reconvene and maybe it will be a january book that we all actually like that would be fun that would be fun Listen, we did Vicious last year. I really I liked think it. Sophie's read the January <laughs> you book. You guys told me not well, to no, read it. Well, no, but that's not a Sophie we book. We did tell you not to read it because you, you wouldn't said, like it. You said do not read it. Yeah, yeah, but I thought that was a five-star book. That's why I said that we all like. <laughs> also <laughs> me. Listen. <laughs> I said a January book that we all like. <laughs> yeah, okay. Functionally. 
Yeah, you 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 got it me is there. <laughs> yeah. Dang, what a good book that was though. Anyway, that that's gonna be nonsense. I'm excited. I'm excited. To see- what happens if you liked this chapter of midlight crisis consider rating and reviewing us on spotify or your podcatcher of choice you can talk to us and find fun related content on social media sometimes (laughs) we are at midlight pod on facebook instagram twitter tiktok tumblr and blue sky and all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website midlightpod.podbean.com and on youtube and for us every time someone invites us to an event Would have been neat if I didn't hate crowds, sticking out, grown-ups, feeling paranoid, and spending money. Wow. She's just like me. I mean, I do like spending money, 